Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host, and today I am lucky enough to have Eamon McGrath with me, and we are sitting right now in Victory Park in the heart of downtown Vancouver. Hi, Eamon. Welcome to the show. How's it going? I'm doing great. How are you today? Good. Thanks for uh, having me on. Great. So can you tell me a little bit about your day? Uh, today, uh, I, was, I woke up in a van on the way to Vancouver from Edmonton, and it was about a 15-hour drive that was, I was spontaneously decided to uh, involve myself in uh, just on a complete whim because uh, the day before, we, we, we've been playing in, in out west for the past uh, two weeks. And uh, Riders, uh, who runs White Whale Records and plays in the Mohawk Lodge, is on tour with me right now. Um, his car broke down outside of Golden, B.C., so the band had to get towed uh, a couple days ago to the, 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 ven- the door venue. The venue, yeah, the door of the venue in Calgary. Sorry. And uh, made it there probably like five minutes before the set. And uh, we've been kind of stranded in Alberta, so... After the show in Edmonton uh, two nights ago, a friend of mine told me that he was actually driving a van to Vancouver to uh, be sold, and uh, he told me that I could kind of jump in the trunk. So I lucked out. Someone should write one for the city lights. Avenues need drinks and elbow room. There's glass on the pavements, she's chained to the pipe. All your friends stop looking at show 
This is Scott Wood, your host, and today I'm lucky enough to have Eamon McGrath with me, and we are sitting right now in Victory Park in the heart of downtown Vancouver. Hi, Eamon. Welcome to the show. How's it going? I'm doing great. How are you today? Good. Thanks for uh, having me on. Peacemaker is the record, and the cover of the record, the sort of symbol of the album, is a male and female in coitus. So I was wondering if you could talk about Peacemaker as the title and the symbol and what all that means to your music and to you. Um, well, first, all, first off, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of the the phallic idea of like a missile, and uh, and the idea of a missile causing an explosion that could uh, decimate a city, and the uh, paradox in the concept that throughout, like through that act of violence or war, at some point when the smoke clears and the dust settles, there's this kind of calm that uh, that sort of envelops the place, and. That's sort of a metaphor, I think, for the life of a rock and roll uh, band. If you if you're on the road and you actually and you tour the way we tour, uh, you, you book your own tours and you you don't buy hotel rooms and you party every night and uh, and you meet women and and you meet people in the bar and you and you go home with with strangers and and you know you change people's lives and they change yours and and the next day you go off to the same you know to do the same thing in another city and for them, you know, they go to work. And there's also the kind of destructive, um, the inevitable dis- kind of destructiveness in uh, in leading a life like that. Because at certain points, if you do that uh, enough, you're going to be battling, I think, some some uh, some problems with with alcohol or or you know relationships or something like. It's hard to it's, it's hard to maintain relationships with uh, with a life you know lived on the road because uh, you know there's yeah there's a lot of problems. It's, it's not easy to do when you're away from someone you love for, you know, three weeks at a time. And leading a life like that, you know, you, you've kind of got to uh, to go back every once in a while and sort of repair or redeem uh, relationships that might have been failed or ruined by choices or decisions you've made. And I think that's kind of where the title comes from. So it's it's Peacemaker. It's like a bomb, or like a missile. It's a, you know, it's a... It's a it's a, it's like it's it's a rock and roll band. It's it's an explosion. It's it's a it's an act of making love. It could be the conception of a child. It could be uh, you know the the uh, an, an allusion to the sound of the record, the heavy the heaviness of it, like the the thi- like the way we recorded it and trying to make a, a record that sounds like a bomb. It's uh, it's a record about doing whatever you need to do to make peace in the world. And I think that some people. Uh, have the wrong like the the outcome in their attempts to make peace is kind of uh, it's 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 they fail because they actually end up doing more harm than than good. I love the idea of a bomb going off, making peace, tied to the idea of a band going from town to town and changing people's lives. So, can you talk a little bit about that in another city? Um, so, for example, like uh, if if I'm gonna if I want to change the world, uh, I'm not gonna go and like break windows. Or uh, or light police cars on fire because that's coward it's cowardly and it's it doesn't require any courage because the fires just get put out and the windows get repaired the next day and ultimately all you're doing is putting someone out of work you know like th- those those things are 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 are, are, are acts of, of just they're they're meaningless you know like if you want to change the world like have a child and raise it well or uh, start a rock and roll band and 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 inspire somebody to to play guitar instead of beat someone up you know like it, like it's just that's how easy it is i think to to like like you know make like bring some bring another human being to orgasm like that's it's it's simple and i think that 
you know, and that's yeah, the whole that's that's the point of, of it all is that it's like people try and, and and do too much and they end up doing way little than they than they could if they just didn't think about it. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's happened in in lots of cities I've been in where uh, you know I've I've made connections with people in, in a very short amount of time that'll last forever. You know. Hi, my name is Eamon McGrath. You're listening to the Interview Show. Back in the days we were wrecking balls of love Now we're like words on the sides of coffee cups I know she loved me, but will she ever go back To that place she used to go to Before it all faded to black I'm told that the sun goes gray into the west, and girls they always look the best when they had a dress to dress. Eamon McGrath, you're listening to The Interview Show. So you're only 22, and you've put out... Oh, he cracks me, okay. I'm turning 22 in the fall. Okay, so you're 22, and you've put out just as many albums. You got into the game when you were, like, a teenager. 
and uh, from the way you speak, it really speaks to the experience that you've had. So I was wondering if you talk, if you could talk about being a guy who's 22 and has already been in the game that he's chosen for his life yes. for like eight years. There's a, there's a, it's, it's yeah, it's come very full circle actually. When I was Peacemaker was recorded and produced by Dave Carswell and John Collins of the Evaporators, and I was when I was when I was 15, I think I was 15. I I, I opened for them. My, my first band opened for them at a, at a place called Stars and uh, in Edmonton like a, a like a, a punk a punk venue and uh, yeah like, so it, it, when I the, when I met them I mentioned that and 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 it's just it goes to show how how a like how small Canada is as a country and and and, and b how devoted people are how, how you know like people who are devoted to punk rock will stay devoted to it and uh yeah, I think that that's just, it's sort of, it's just, I don't know, I think if I, if I was 42, I'll, I'll, I'd be doing the same thing that I'm doing now, and ultimately, I, I mean, I don't, I don't really think about my age as anything other than anything I was born with, you know, and, uh, and, and I, I guess, I guess it's interesting, it's, it's fun to talk about it now while it lasts, but, I mean, I'll still be making records when I'm, when I'm 60, so... Let's hope that you still are making records. You've made some pretty good ones so far. You talked about starting in the punk realm, and you've moved into sort of like a country, punk, rock sort of thing. Most guys save that for a time later in their career. Like, most guys who are 21, 22 are more than happy to be in a, a great punk band. Can you talk about your yeah, totally. progression? I think that, to be honest, I, I kind of I think that I kind of make the same music that I was making when I was 14. And I hope I am, because I think that when... You're that young. You're you're uh, you're more sensitive to to being inspired, and and uh, and you're more excited about about what you're about the music you're making. I mean, like I I hope I'm making music that feels the same way that I'm you know that I, I I hope I feel the same way when I'm making music that I felt when you know I first bought my guitar and turned up my amp to ten in my basement, and and I hope that I'm, I make music that makes people feel that way. You know, I hope that uh, like I. I don't. I don't mind. I, I, I'm not afraid of, of like of a really like primitive, primitive feeling. I don't. I don't. That doesn't bother me. And and to be honest, I think that that country music or soul music or folk music that's really great uh, evokes that feeling in people, regardless of the sound of it or how quiet it is. Or like ne- Bruce Springsteen's Nebraska to me is the sound of of New Day Rising by Husker Du. You know, and and it's. Yeah, they're, they're both equally inspirational. They're both equally heavy, and they're both equally intense in their own ways. And and uh, they both make me want to get up out of my chair, you know. So if I was playing, I don't I don't know if I I don't know if I do play anything other than punk rock. I think that I I think that even if I'm playing live and and I've got an acoustic guitar, it's 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 punk rock, you know. And I think that Graham Parsons was punk rock because I, I like I get excited when I hear his music, just like I get excited when I hear Black Flag, you know. If I gave Peacemaker to somebody who didn't know you, didn't know your past, I don't think they'll necessarily see the punk in it. So can you take a song on the record and talk about where you see yeah. those roots? Um, like Before You Got So Sad, for example, is a song that, uh, for me, when I wrote that, uh, it was it was on an acoustic guitar. Uh, every Actually, every song on that record was written on an acoustic guitar and recorded, demoed on an acoustic guitar and, and, uh, and rearranged uh, to be just louder. Um... Before you got so sad was 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 a song that was like I, I recorded like this really folky kind of quiet version of it and then gradually as it went on with various bands it became louder and heavier and and more insane and then by the time I got to the studio it was it was like this yeah like 
it's like a Fugazi song, I think personally. It's like, or an, or a Rites of Spring song or something. Like it's, it's a really like heavy song about like an emotional kind of thing. It's like it's it's like a, it's like a punk rock song about about breaking up, not about you know like anarchy or something like that. Hi, my name is Eamon McGrath. You're listening to the Interview Show. getting you into music in a lot of interviews that you've done so I was wondering if you could talk about a time when your dad took you to a questionable gig when you were a teenager yeah well fuck I mean when I was nine he uh, he took me to uh, to uh, Green Day I think was, was the show and and, and yeah every, like I was nine and everything that Billy Joe Armstrong said was, was fucking cunt and, and piss you know I think it was just hilarious and then and then the drummer played with a broken leg and lit his drum set on fire and and they smashed everything and swore some more and walked off stage and I don't I'm not saying that Green Day is good I'm just saying that like 
for a nine-year-old kid to see all that stuff, you know, supported by your parents was pretty liberating. And I think that, I think I'm really lucky because I, I feel like because it was, it was my dad, not, you know, like some dumbass nine-year-old kid uh, taking me to that show, you know, like, uh, I think that I really knew what I really wanted to rebel against. I think that, uh, you know, my, my parents were cooler than I was, you know, so like, uh, and then, you know, in some ways still am. So, I mean, my dad saw the clash in their moans and I will never see the clash in their moans. So, I mean, it speaks volumes about what, you know, about where to, you know, where to, where to aim your, uh, where to aim your target. And yeah. And so for me, it was like, I, I'm more pissed off at FM radio rock than I am at my mom and dad. And to be honest with you, they're just as pissed off about us FM radio rock. You know, I was asking actually for a time when your dad drove you to a gig you were performing at. Oh, performing at. Uh, well, I don't know. Like, yeah, I was in a noise band called Red Medicine, and my parents came to see me play. And I, I think I like I, I strangled myself with a microphone microphone cord and chugged like uh, two liters of wine in front of them when I was seventeen or something. That was pretty cool. I don't know. How did they approach that kind of uh, lifestyle at that age? Well, they they were. I think they. Might be honest. They just kind of criticized the show. They were just like, "I think musically you can do more interesting things." Was all they said, which is fair and probably very true. Like, uh, I don't think they really, they really. My parents have never really uh, looked at it as anything other than like they don't they don't treat me as anything other than an artist when I'm when I'm performing or when I'm recording or anything. Like, they've never been patronizing and they never were. And uh, and 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 yeah, for that I know that you know like they're 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 honest about it. They thought that I, like I've never been told that I was better than I was or whatever by them they, they were really honest with me and if I sounded like ass they said it and uh, and you know like and if it sounded good they told me and and they were never they never whenever I, I played a show that was you know involved yeah like breaking glass or something like that it was never about the harm I would do to myself it was more about the harm I was doing to my art and I I really respect them for that because it was uh, that's exactly what I'd want from anybody else that ever came to a show I don't think that your parents come to your show to uh, to lick your butt you know more than anyone else would like they're there and they're in the audience and they're watching it and they deserve to be uh, you know given the best that you've got just like anyone else hi my name is Eamon McGrath you're listening to The Interview Show
Can't quit forgetting what it was that he had. He ran for the hills once the bars became bad. Another night of not getting paid. Shots of whiskey, there ain't no champagne. What do you have to celebrate? together And if I don't see you I'll love you forever Hi, my name's Eamon McGrath You're listening to The Interview Show So, in a lot of press for this record you've been talking about and critics have been talking about this album being like a redemption song so how do you feel about that? Yeah, I think that it is I think that a lot of people that, that uh, I mean, it was, it was sort of maybe a selfish kind of you know, album or whatever because it was I, you know, I, I, yeah, I'd heard a lot of relationships with some people that I really cared about, and uh, and this record is kind of like an apology to them, and maybe you know, an attempt to show them that I was actually trying to, you know, yeah, I don't know, make 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 it better, and you know, especially even in, even in the past year, like since I've been home, uh, a lot of those people have come up to me, and we've actually been able to kind of like, uh, you know, see on some level, like stand on some level ground again, and that's it's good, so it worked, you know. Like, uh, I think that I, I, I did repair some, I mean, you know, yeah, if you're, if you're an asshole to people, you know, if you're really self-destructive and you're hurting, and you're hurting people and the relationship you had with them is never going to be what it was, but, uh, you know, like everyone's human and they can only do their best and, uh, and, and yeah, to, to be able to sit down and and talk to people, you know, that hated my guts for, for a while there is, uh, is kind of nice, so... Cool. Can you take one track off the record and talk a little bit about it as I bring up the music? Yeah, I'm the Deer was a song. Like I said earlier, it was written like on an acoustic guitar, and it was about uh, decapitating a deer in Michigan. Great. Thanks for being on the show. Oh yeah, thanks for having me. Sorry about the. Uh, well, it's a long story, but Scott and I have been trying to do this interview for uh, about three weeks, and I I screwed up every time, and uh, so any listeners here should probably uh, uh, commend his patience. And they should also commend your honesty with the answers. Hi, my name's Eamon McGrath. You're listening to The Interview Show.